0: knuckle dusters
1: uh-huh. aren't, yeah. you,
0: aren't, <laughs> yeah, five,
2: aren't you yeah you're,
1: you're making me want it more not less oh, okay. <laughs> no, I know
2: I thought that was the appeal I have these five golden Is rings on my hand so the next the present, person
1: who's sending yeah, you
2: birds yeah the next present better not be a, another big box of birds because <laughs> now you've got these five gold rings by the way we're on the air yeah okay yeah uh. okay it's a lovely song if you like it
0: then great i hope that it (laughs) brings you loads of joy i find it weird welcome back to the oklahoma today podcast bringing you all the best our state has to offer on this week's episode we are talking with oklahoma videographer dennis spielman about yes science uncovering oklahoma and the challenges of starting your own streaming service Mm -hmm. but first let's get into our question of the week we asked you what is uh <laughs> what is the weirdest holiday decoration uh, in your house? And it could be any holiday, mm-hmm. honestly. Uh, so, uh, first up, editor in chief Nathan Gunner. Well.
2: About four years ago, I woke up in the middle of the night on Christmas Eve, and I found someone breaking into my house, and he has been chained in my closet ever since. Mm. Um, he's a big guy. He has this big white beard. It it's starting to, be. to fall out a little bit now. Um, and, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't know. Probably my uh, probably my weirdest one. We um, Every year when we travel, no matter when we travel in the year, we get a Christmas ornament from more of the places that we went. So the weirdest one of those that I think that we have is we have a, an ornament that we got in New Orleans in 2016 that is just a po' boy. Okay. Like, there's just a po' boy just hanging off of our tree. But we have a lot of ornaments like that. It's yeah. like, you go to a place and, like, whatever the thing is that they're kind of known for, like, you get a cheesy, chintzy ornament. Yeah. And, so we have this, like, roadside attraction Christmas tree. Okay. Yeah, so I would say a big po' boy <laughs> is our weirdest. <laughs> yeah.
0: Managing editor Carly Amaro. Uh,
1: I Halloween is my favorite holiday, so I tend to leave up my Halloween decorations through the end of Christmas, and I just add Santa hats to stuff. So I have these two stuffed bowls. Vultures on my mantle named Buzz and Scraps, and so I just put Santa hats on That's them. Adorable. Yeah, Aww, cute. Buzz and Scraps.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you know those uh, those like ten foot tall inflatable skeletons that everybody got mm-hmm. from Home Depot? I People have been seen, doing
3: cool stuff with them. Uh-huh. They have
0: been, They have. I saw one where they they filled it up in their house over their Christmas tree, where it's it's like looming over it, and they put a Santa hat on it. I
2: that. saw Perfect. one where it was um, putting the lights on the house outside. Uh-huh. Nice. So like the lights it looked like it wasn't done yeah Yeah. I thought that was really good that is good
1: I love repurposing other holiday decorations Mm -hmm. for Christmas because you save money and you get to be creative yeah Yeah.
2: (laughs) I like that yeah and then when you say happy
4: holidays, you literally just mean all of them. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Uh,
0: photo editor Megan Rossman.
4: Uh, I'm working on a biblically accurate angel right now. She just needs a lot more eyes and some more feathers, and mm. some extra wings. Wow. So if
0: anybody has just pigeons laying around, <laughs> uh, you can contact
4: us at OKTPod at TravelOK.com. I oh no, I don't know. I, I, I have a <laughs> I have a bag of feathers. I have a bag of eyes. I just oh, need got, to. Yeah, she's just, got two cats. She's got a bag. Feathers.
5: I just need to get them on there. (laughs) Research editor Ben Lucian. My family is really quirky. We go out and we get this tree, okay? And we bring it inside the house and uh, lights, uh, decorations. uh, It gets pretty crazy. This is bizarre. Yeah, I know. Uh, There's really, I could not think of an honest answer for this. I think the weirdest thing is that uh, if I did. Live, live alone I there probably wouldn't be any decorations inside my house I think that might be the weirdest thing uh, mm, so I don't know there's you're probably years. not alone
1: yeah I there's know. some
0: years when you're like Ugh.
1: I just can't yeah
0: yeah Carly's right you're probably not alone in that house <laughs> <laughs> no Carly's always
3: right <laughs> 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 <He's> always right
0: <laughs> it's true
2: uh, what about you, Greg? Your parents? Yeah. I'm just kidding, Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Elwell. Just joking. Oh, don't, don't think I'm that just they listen
1: kidding. to
0: kidding. Uh, they don't want <laughs> they they to hear enough hear kind of me. Gonna drape some tinsel over them. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was lucky enough in a uh, previous career to be on a lot of uh, PR mailing lists mm. uh, for fast food restaurants, mm. and one of them was uh, oh, boy, the good folks at McDonald's who sent me a pretty giant Big Mac, uh, like glistening Big Mac uh, Christmas tree ornament. Uh, it's the envy in Megan's eyes
2: right now <laughs> is palpable. Oh,
4: why isn't it? me? This is killing <laughs> Megan. This is killing her.
0: The 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 other I, I the my other answer would be. Uh, Um, (laughs) again, because I am a person that believes Die Hard is a Christmas movie, uh, is is a uh, a tiny um, uh, air duct that has a picture of uh, of Bruce Willis as John McClane crawling through it. Nice. nice. Just, I like that. That's good. There, yeah.
5: That's really good. I so I did think of something like Too late, similar to that. Up. Oh, no, I'm just uh, last year Bridget who's editing this podcast, she's listening to it right now. Hi, Bridget. She gave me a uh, a book, a Christmas book of uh, a Christmas version of Die Hard. Uh, like an oh, illustrated Christmas book, like a like a children's book. Yes. oh, that's great, and uh, that's a definitely oh, that's it's become cherished, a cherished, yeah. a cherished uh, Christmas item uh, possession of mine. That's so. good. I I'm like gonna that. look for that. That's <laughs> yeah, I know some people that's that need one.
2: that mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. What well, did um what I uh, what did social media what were some of their weird holiday things?
0: <laughs> uh let's see. Laura Israel said that when my son was young, he brought home a plaster painted ornament he made in class. Yeah. He was so proud of it. He said it was a trilobite, but it looked uh like a turd. She says, So we have oh, proudly no. hung our Christmas <laughs> turd on the tree for years. That's adorable, though. It really is. I love that. <laughs> it really is. I think is. that's really sweet. Uh Elizabeth R. <laughs> uh said our old christmas pickle ornament has been replaced we do this. by our new Pickle Rick ornament. Oh, met. that's good. Nice. Uh, and, that's really good, And yeah. my boys love it so much, I bought two more so they can continue the tradition s- with their own children. I didn't know about this
2: until I found, like, I was literally in the store, I think it was the first year we lived in our house, and we were out, like, at, like, Pier 1, and we we're like, oh, we gotta get some Christmas ornaments. And I was like, hey, this one's a pickle, and everyone was like, yeah, that's a thing. I didn't know about this until I was in a, Do you guys know about the whole pickle thing? Vaguely. It's like you hang it the in your German tree. The pickle. Yeah, and, like, someone finds it, and they yeah. get...
4: They get it. They get an extra present. They get a
2: wish. Oh. Traditionally, oh. okay. Is that what it is? Traditionally, yes. Okay. Okay. So I hope, if you I hope find those people a, like pickles, if you, you find them, d- I mean, don't use an actual pickle unless you want your tree to smell like relish. But like, you could there's pickle ornaments. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Unless you just really want your tree to smell like relish.
0: I, I would not hate it. Okay. Uh, that's a good one though. I like the pickle yeah. thing. That's fun. Uh, and then uh, Buddy Conley didn't uh, didn't say anything. Simply posted a photo of a truly inspiring fried eggs and bacon ornament that gives Uh, off a real we're eating breakfast before opening gifts, kids, feel, and I am about that. I am so about that.
2: (laughs) You need
1: fuel to open the present. You do.
2: Absolutely. You do. And, you know, I think it just builds character to wait. I know that's probably not a popular thing to say, but, like... I don't know. <laughs> not so much. Well, yeah, no, I I had to do. I it. admit, I, I I just as the like uncle at a remove, I kind of w- enjoy watching my niece and nephew
0: squirm a little bit.
2: <laughs> <at> Christmas <laughs> yes. morning, like we're not gonna open a present.
0: It's, like, it's there's something it's just it's, enjoyable to me. As it's as especially as well. because as as anybody who has to be around kids on Christmas knows, their joy is not what's inside the thing oh, anymore. No. It's all about unwrapping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. you've got. To hold that back as long as you yeah. can mm-hmm. if they unwrap everything first thing in the morning man you're about to have a long Christmas day yeah. of just putting nothing but batteries mm-hmm. in toys that make noise yeah
1: they also do it so quickly yes. I am yeah, amazed at the true. speed with which those little hands Tiny, can get into those little <laughs> <exterior> <laughs> hands <laughs> like
2: squirrels it's adorable to watch but like it's also adorable to watch them like try to be cool and like wait patiently mm-hmm. but like it's killing them oh, yeah. like it's kind of fun, fun. <laughs> I, that's, this is
0: why I don't have children, y'all. <laughs> right here. Yeah. One of many reasons. One of many one reasons. Of many reasons. Uh, well, thanks, social media yeah. people. Let's, uh, let's talk to our, uh, our favorite jolly old elf himself, uh, Dennis Spielman. And now we are extremely pleased to welcome in uh, a buddy of mine, uh, Mr. Dennis Spielman, who is a videographer, a uh, host, uh, bon vivant honestly just a renaissance man uh who's going to talk to us a little bit about the show starts now studios uh his uh, his new creative studio uh welcome to the show dennis
3: thank you greg for having me i appreciate it I love c- taking the time to share about what I'm doing and kind of expand people's horizons.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so um tell, first of all, if you don't mind, tell me how did you get started with with uh, with video and, and and that kind of production? How did that get how how did your life start in there?
3: Uh, so my personal life origin story when it comes to video kind of started at a early age. I was in middle school. And I was always hanging out in the computer lab and the school had just gotten like some sort of grant to do basically their own news station. Okay. And I was brought on to be the editor since, you know, I like computers. Uh, You know, this is, again, this is in the early nineties where computers were a little bit more expensive. We didn't have one at home ourselves. And so I was always hanging out the computer lab. So the teacher brought me on i really got into editing videos that's where i got my start and but and then it just got me thinking because i always liked telling stories because i was a writer too because i would write short stories write books and doing that so video just sort of was just another tool for me to tell stories eventually another medium
0: you know yeah well um so tell us what what exactly is the show starts now studios What 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 does that do
3: yeah, the Show Starts Now Studios is a creative studio focusing on adding adventure to people's lives that is primarily done with our own niche streaming service. And of course, in addition to, you know, having all these shows that we produce, we also do, you know, events like, you know, a lot of our shows have a live component to them, but we're also about games and experiences as well. Yeah. Well, you
0: know, one thing um, that kind of where we crossed paths a lot was with, uh, was with food since that's really <laughs> most of what I do. Uh, but, uh, you know, you have been, um, really in the community looking at, uh, w- with uncovering Oklahoma, uh, your show, um, kind of looking at the, the fun things that maybe people don't know are happening. Uh, you know, I, I, Growing up, did you always hear like, oh, there's nothing to do around here. And now, like you're an adult and you're like, no, there's like a ton of stuff to do.
3: It's just we don't we're not great about letting people know. I started uncovering Oklahoma back in like 2009 because I was hearing a lot of people like, oh, there's nothing to do. There's nothing to do, which granted, and there's not nearly as much to do back then as there is now. But there are still some things you just had to know where to look for. And I was one of those people that kind of had the blinders on, was like, you you know, no, I guess there really isn't anything to do. You just kind of get into like doing the same boring things. And after a while, like I started really looking to things and like, you know what, there's some really cool stuff out there. And I sort of became passionate about really kind of sharing it because I really love introducing people to like new places and new things and like, hey, you got to check out this cool place and so I, I made like up an initial list of like okay these are all these places I wanted to feature and I was sharing with my coworkers when I was working back at LensCrafters in the day, and they're like I never heard of half of these places so.
0: <laughs> you know what's funny is I mean honestly working at Oklahoma today there's a lot of stuff here that is it's the same way people will um, you know oh well I wish we had this somewhere in the state and I'm like oh we. 100%. Dude, we've got like 3 of them. Uh did you <laughs> have you not been out? Uh but but I realize that it's it's hard sometimes. You're right. People get stuck in those ruts and they they get those blinders on and they just start thinking that the only thing that is happening is the stuff they already know is happening. And that's we Oklahoma city and Oklahoma in general is full of people who want to make things happen. We've got, we've got film festivals all over the place. Uh, we've got food festivals. We, we've got festivals of every stripe. Um, you know, what are some of the, what, what are some of the most uh, interesting things you've kind of found that, that I think maybe surprised you the most stuff that you uh, were like, wow, I can't believe this is happening.
3: I think I've been seeing a lot of um, renaissance in some smaller towns and some downtown areas. Uh, McAllister is a good example. Uh, recently kind of really got to explore it a couple of years ago and just walking around, I was like, wow, you know, for a small town, it's like there's some pretty cool stuff happening down there. And I've been finding that with some other small towns and places that I've kind of passed through before that, I never really considered doing stories for uncovering Oklahoma, like, you know, Shawnee, and then you're starting to see like some of these smaller towns are really coming to life.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And and isn't that like the best feeling too (laughs) when you pull into a small town like a downtown and there's people and they're all walking around and talking like just you know, some people are shopping and some people are working and some people are on their way to someplace else. And it, um, there were plenty of years, I think when I would go to downtowns and be like, uh, hello, anybody, anyone here? Mm -hmm. And now it really does. It feels like there's kind of a new, uh, focus on community in a lot of, uh, smaller towns and a lot of people who are, who are reinvesting in, in that main street. Um, you know, what, uh, One of the other shows that I was really interested in talking about was uh, Yes, Science.
3: Uh, Tell me a little bit about that. So Yes, Science started off as kind of a documentary series to profile women in STEM careers. Uh, It eventually evolved into collaborating with my friend Palace. She's an improviser and a librarian. And we started working together to create kind of a science-based talk show where we have people in STEM careers talk about you know what's their job like how did they progress to that career but then we add some fun elements like you know we did like a science experiment together and then we would kind of sort of wrap it up with sort of a book discussion with a book that the guests would bring uh, to kind of like tell like hey this is what inspired me or this is what has helped me out in my career this is just or even like i wrote this book you know so it's so you know we kind of tie that all in together and uh, I'm really excited because I I'm in the process of enhancing some of those old episodes because we started doing this new series in 2019 so and we did this this is one of my first live studio audience shows and I really wanted this series just to have you know that live audience participation because no one is doing or live studio audience type shows like that where they're filming it and yeah. making a big production about it so i was really kind of trying to pioneer that kind of get that started uh we had you know we were filming once a month you know we're still trying to pick up steam and then you know we're getting ready to all right let's do this even bigger and better and of course 2020 happened yep. I heard that was a year. Shows. Yeah. <laughs> and so that got put on hold. Uh, looking at starting that up again next year, maybe not live so we can do a little bit more creative stuff. But um, I really like that idea of doing live studio audience type stuff.
0: Absolutely. You know, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because, again, when we talk about all the things, that Oklahoma has that people maybe don't realize then there, then there are also those things that, that those experiences that we don't really get. Um, and it's always fascinating to me when, when people like you are like, Hey, what about a live studio audience show? Wouldn't that be, that's something that, that I, growing up as a, as a TV nerd, like I was, it was all, everything took place in front of a live studio audience. And now, you know, you, you can, it's like, well, I, I'd sort of like to be in one of those. Oh, I'd, I'd kind of like to see how the, how this sausage is made. Um, what, uh, what are some of the challenges? Like, is, it, is it tough to find audiences uh, for, for that sort of stuff? Um, or, or have you found that there's a lot of people who are just like chomping at the bit to get in there?
3: No, audience finding was tough. Like there were some episodes where we had maybe like one or two people in the audience and maybe a couple of them were none. Uh, I was live streaming though. So I was, so sometimes we got people online watching and sometimes cause we had like an audience Q and a session too. So sometimes I would get people uh, sending questions online, but it, it's one of those things. Like I learned some lessons from 2019. that was like, all right, I'm going to take what I learned and apply them to next year and see, you know, te- you know, reviewing the data. All right, let's see if this works, but I never got to test my data. So I was yeah. like, to see like all right how can we reach that audience engagement and how to get bigger uh but one of the things like i think that there really isn't like a dedicated home where people can sort of expect that stuff on a regular basis because yeah. i would love to eventually the big ambition is to have a you know a studio location where that's kind of a regular thing where you can go like you know every day and go in the morning maybe there's a morning to- cooking show or something yeah. on the late night there's a sketch comedy show you know maybe once a week we're doing some big musical number or we're filming for a sitcom you know just keep sort of that regular creativity kind of just flowing out there
0: yeah well um you know you mentioned uh writing and, and and your creative endeavors would you mind telling us a little bit more about tales unveiled
3: yeah so tales unveiled is a docudrama podcast with I did with Jeff Provine who is also a uh,
0: friend of the podcast.
3: Yeah. You know, folklorist, written a bunch of books on Oklahoma ghost stories. For that series we wanted to do something different than your standard podcast. Yeah, uh cuz everyone in Oklahoma was doing at the time, you know, your interview or your talk format. Yeah, But we wanted to do a little bit more narrative driven. Uh, so myself and Jeff we play fictional characters kind of doing this whole Mulder scully dynamic my character is the skeptic is very much the believer in a way and we're sort of interviewing people about their ghost stories but and so we're getting real interviews with people about their real experiences but we're also like there's a bit of a plot and there's a reason like okay why we went to this location what happened to us to that location uh, so we did that for four seasons and that was a lot of fun that we did that
0: yeah what and- um you you you're also a writer of of books uh tell, tell us a little bit about It it really does it seems like you've just got like a, a burning creative core <laughs> it's yeah. just like any anything it, you got to get it out
3: yeah uh i do a f- my fictional series that i for my My fictional series for my creative writing kind of falls under the umbrella of the 16th phoenix universe so that's where like all my short stories all my books that i'm working on just kind of like the same shared universe that i sort of play in and i i really enjoy doing that i started off as kind of a challenge in like 2020 to like for that year like i'm gonna write like one short story a week and for the most part i kept up with it uh, and then, you know, next year I was like, all right, I need to scale back so I can focus on videos. Things are kind of, you know, getting a little busy. So like, you know, I did like once a month and now I'm just kind of like whenever I can, cause most of the focus has been on videos, but just that regular writing for me, that first time I did that was really, um, it really helped me build up my universe really just to kind of help me create, you know, these little mini worlds and little pockets of stories and sure. little adventures, do you find
0: because um, this happens with me? I I um I have a a little thing I try and write every day uh, 750 words, which is about two and a half pages, they say. Um, and uh, and it's it's tough some days to to get those words out, and then some days you can't stop them from coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but whenever I've taken a break from like a story uh, idea in my head, I always find that. Like at the weirdest times, uh, uh, some plot piece will pop into my head and I'm like, oh, that's why they're doing this. OK, like all of a sudden the justification for this part becomes a whole lot. Of, I just I kind of wonder if, if you find the same thing, especially when you're working with a, a big shared universe, if, if there's like if you're like, oh, that's that. OK, these people are related to these people and that's why there's a war,
3: that sort of thing. Now my muse speaks to me in a mysterious ways sometimes. So <laughs> I they some ideas will just come with me just like at the most random times and a lot of times like if I'm stuck if I'm having like writer's block I'll clean the house. Oh, okay. And yeah, and that helps. Like I'll have my music on and I'm kind of working through the story. I'm like I'm speaking like the story or i'm walking through it and that helps me tremendously to kind of get through my writer's block when i'm like yeah. something just doesn't quite work out like i just i gotta like sort of multitask and do something else and then come back and then i can like all right i'm fired up i can
0: <laughs> you know uh uh the boss man uh nathan gunner our editor-in-chief um uh has told me many times that, uh, that he washes dishes for that, especially when he's in the middle of writing a a story for the magazine and he's, and he's stuck someplace. He's not sure what, where to take it next. If he goes and washes dishes, it's just, it, it's a, it's a Zen sort of thing. Like you're, you just, you're putting everything else out of your mind. And then all of a sudden that that clean space is where things can kind of start popping up.
3: Yes. Uh, just anything, just, just getting my mind off it. Uh, just usually cleaning. I need to be home. Sometimes yeah. uh, if I'm driving, it doesn't quite work because I'm <laughs> like so focused on driving. Sure. So I'm like, I'm trying to be safe. So yeah, that's every, important. Yeah. I'm all for it. <laughs> but yeah, just just kind of being home, just kind of getting away from the computer or yeah. whatever. I'm working with the time and just. focusing on something else and just kind of working through it uh, helps me tremendously
0: what is it about uh, sorry to shift gears here again but what is it about i oklahoma? do so
3: much stuff it's kind of hard to like it's,
0: it's really there's a there's a, there's a lot to choose from uh yeah. what what is it do you think that has kind of fascinated you the most about oklahoma and and oklahomans uh, because so many of your projects they 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 are documentary in some way. Um, you're you're chronicling the the past of Oklahoma and and what's happening now. And obviously that that all kind of plays in the future. But is there is there anything about this state that you just find has really kind of inspired you to create?
3: I think what I find inspiring about the state is just how willing people are to like share their stories and just sort of connect with each other. I think once you kind of start digging around like you'll find out like there's lots of great things just happening all the time i have a hard time just keeping up with everything that's going on
0: right uh that is one of those um like even you know trying to uh focus on like one facet of it which for me would be uh usually restaurants and food it's just like man there's always something new opening Um, And even like, even during the pandemic, even even when everybody was supposed to be staying home, there were still a lot of things that were opening and you were like, wow. I, but I think part of that's the uh, entrepreneurial spirit in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. Um, But, but you're absolutely right. There's just, there's so much going on that, that like people will be like, oh, have you heard about this place? I'm like, absolutely not. No clue. So sorry. I, I know I should, but (laughs) but there's there's so uh, so much else going on i haven't been able to to keep up with it um i've got to imagine that's kind of that that's very similar for you like people have got to be coming to you with like it's like oh have you have you done a a story about this event yet and you're like i didn't even know that was there okay we'll put that one on the list
3: Mm -hmm. i i i've kind of scaled back a little bit with uncovering oklahoma just because it's just gotten a little bit overwhelming and I'm like one person and we're trying to kind of shift gears to more having the streaming service be a focus since, because as everyone's starting to learn out, it's getting tougher and tougher to make money in journalism. So I've kind of shifted more focused on, you know, creating more evergreen content that people can enjoy, you know, anytime they want essentially
0: yeah. well and so uh, that that kind of brings us right back to the show starts now studios which uh, you can visit the show starts now uh, and there's uh, there's lots of great content on there uh, Fee Win, uh, uh, from Take a Bite Oklahoma is, uh, is working with you on some, uh, some different food content. Uh, what are some of the other things that people can expect to see, uh, when they're, when they're on your website and, 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 you know, uh, and using that streaming service?
3: People can expect to learn something new. Not only is there like some travel shows, like again, Take a Bite with Fee, which is all about introducing people to foods that they may not be familiar with, mm. um, Like on our barbecue episode, you know, we show people how to, you know, eat Korean barbecue, how to use the grill properly and, you know, keep it from getting burnt and how to make sure your food's cooked all the way. Uh, But even then, like we like visiting haunts, which is uh, another series I do with Jeff, where we kind of visit haunted places that you can actually visit for yourself, kind of learn about history in a fun way. There's also Art and Victory, which is a series focusing on you know achieving victory through your creativity and that's kind of split into like three different shows there's uh sessions discussions and lessons yeah sessions discussion and lessons lessons are more in-depth tutorials with like multiple parts we have a beginning jazz dance lessons for kids <laughs> and i partnered with the oklahoma arts council to create some of these this content there's also a series on uh with our sessions those are kind of like one-off videos like here's like a fun arts and craft project that you can do at home some of those are kind of geared towards kids some of those are going to be geared towards you know senior living you know senior aging creative aging programs others are just kind of be open for everybody
0: yeah uh so uh folks, you absolutely should hop online and head to the show starts now studios.com. Uh you're gonna be able to see a lot of different uh Dennis Spielman works on there. Uh sign up for a for a free trial and uh and watch some shows and kind of see see if it's uh if it's for you. But I know for a fact I'm I'm gonna uh be trying some of those. Uh, craft stuff uh, with the kids over the mm-hmm. uh, long Christmas break because something yeah. tells me they're not going to be cool with daddy's idea of <laughs> let's be quiet and read. Uh, so, uh, Dennis, man, thank you so, so much for coming yeah. on. Uh, I really appreciate it, and uh, and uh, we'd love to have you back.
3: Yeah, thank you. I'm always doing some more stuff, I got some really exciting projects that. I can't talk about right now, but they are really going to be some big game changers. That's going to get people to look and see their city in a new and exciting way.
0: I I can't wait. We will absolutely have you back for that. Uh, And once again, it is the show starts now studios dot com. Dennis Wheelman, thanks for thanks for coming on. Thank you, Craig, for having me. And he's great. He's just yes. a good dude. I just enjoy that person. And and, and truly, someone who loves Oklahoma, loves yeah. entertainment, but but is really trying to put the state on the map as far as like creating our own content mm-hmm. and the stuff he's got on. Um, if you go to uh, Dennis Spielman's website, you'll see. Uh, a bunch of different like he's got horror on there he's got Mm -hmm. um, he's got kind of news stuff he's got arts and entertainment and you know he's he's doing a really cool job and and also just someone who legitimately enjoys Oklahoma and wants other people to enjoy it as well I think he should give us our
2: own scripted
0: show about what (laughs) we do here (laughs) Dennis call me yeah Okay. Uh, all right. It is now time for us to once again plumb the depths of TravelOK.com's calendars for our weekly pod events. And first up this week is Megan.
4: Mm. There are so many beautiful holiday light displays to see around the state. If you're looking for something a little different, may I suggest the exquisite corpse exhibit at art space at Untitled in Oklahoma City. The name makes it sound a little more macabre than it actually is. Exquisite Corpse actually is a game that was popularized in the early 1900s. People would draw or write something on a sheet of paper and then fold it so that the next player couldn't see what came before, and then the final result would be a hodgepodge of artistic expressions. So... Through December 31st, visitors to Untitled can see the results of 12 artists who've carved three pieces into linoleum that have been interchanged with the work of the other artists to create some really interesting collaborations. Hmm. It's a great chance to check out a really cool gallery that's been highlighting local artists for many years, and the gallery is open Tuesday through Saturday from 10 to 6. For more information... Okay, here comes the website. It is <laughs> 1NE3.org. That's numeral 1, the letter N as in Nancy, E as in Earl, and numeral 3.org. It's their address. 1 yes. Northeast 3rd. Oh, yeah, you're right. I never thought about that, but here we are. I can see it out the window. Yep. <laughs> yes. Anyway, I that thought that sounded cool. like a really um, cool exhibit. So last, last spring, the, we were, uh,
2: Brian and I were walking around down here one Saturday at, like, right this, I mean, listeners, I'm sorry. You can see this intersection right here out the window was blocked off, and they were having a steamroller arts festival.
4: Oh, I yeah, I know. I was so I, uh-huh. cool. Yeah, yeah. I really. They wanna, were doing
2: like screen prints
4: and literally yeah, a steamroller and yeah, yeah. I really want to take a class there. Yeah.
0: I I feel like this exquisite corpse thing is the artistic version of Mad Libs, and yeah, I uh, and I'm yeah. all about that. Well, yeah. I feel
2: like at like summer camp
0: we would do the thing where we would tell a story and everyone gets
2: one word. Yeah. You know, when you go around the circle and then some ding dong. would I was like question mark. Like I know. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) That being me. Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) What's your event this week, Nate?
2: Um, Oh, I like mine this week. Uh, But it comes with music, so I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, well, oh, well, oh, well. Tell me more, tell me more. Were you a good boy this year? Tell me more, tell me more. Why? What did you hear? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's me and Santa duetting on the typical (laughs) kinds of conversations. That's like me as a kid. Like That's the kind of conversations I would always have with Santa. Uh, It has little little to nothing to do with this week's event except that I get to do this now. Those winter nights! Whoa, that's the whole reason for all of that, and with that, I'd like you to intro. I'd like to introduce you to Kingfisher's Winter Nights. Kingfisher is one of the most wonderful small towns. It's really just an adorable town. I love Kingfisher, and every year their Christmas celebration is the one to beat. Now through Christmas Day, drive through a light show, millions of bulbs strong, in Kingfisher City Park, where you can stroll over a 1903 bridge festooned with glowing holiday cheer. Take a train ride through the magical winter wonderland, and in a perfect holiday touch that I wish more towns would emulate. Play freaking laser tag because it's Christmas and we play laser tag on Christmas, or we should. A hundred years from now, I'm serious. I want laser tag to be up there in the Christmas pantheon with like wreaths and people who borrow their their grandpa's handicap sticker to get a good parking space at the mall. Uh, And then park over two lines and then yell at you when you're not happy about it. Yeah. Uh, Like up there. It needs to be like in that level of Christmas every year. Uh, Laser tag can just replace that last thing. Yeah. Actually. And the amazing town of Kingfisher, Oklahoma is going to lead the way and get all the credit. It's going to be called Kingfishering, playing laser tag on Christmas. Anyway, on certain nights at Kingfisher's Winter Nights, back to our topic. On certain nights, Santa also will stop by for photos. So that'll be fun. You can have yeah. your photo taken with Santa. Call 405-219-9910 or visit kingfisherwinternights.com for more info on that and all other kind of holiday awesomeness.
0: Those! I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> I'm not I, I'm, I'm surprised they were able to nail down Santa. That guy's real busy this time of year. You know, I think he's just got really good assistance.
2: Just He's <laughs> really in with the scheduling. I think he uses a couple
5: apps. (laughs) Uh, Ben, what do you got for us this week? Is the Christmas season getting a little too commercial for you? Do you long... For the holiday as it wasn't a simpler time then why not bring in the birthday of jesus in the same way he experienced his actual day of birth outdoors surrounded by hay (laughs) holiday celebrations don't get any more earnest than the christmas eve hayride this saturday at robbers cave state park the ride in question here is more of a trailer than an open sleigh but the good news is that it's getting pulled by a tractor packing way more than one horsepower or the fields you'll go, laughing all the way, <laughs> reveling in the Christmas spirit as you take in the scenic beauty of Robert's Cave in December. After, you, after your ride, as the sun begins to s- set, stick around for a marshmallow roasting over an open fire session uh, at sunset. As you think of all those great gifts you'll be opening the next day and all those mistake gifts you'll be taking back to Target the day after that. <laughs> Riders meet inside the beautiful and newly renovated lodge where they'll be greeted with hot cocoa, coffee, and cookies as they patiently await their turn. The ride is intense for all ages, children 5 and under are free, and tickets are $5 for everyone else. If you decide to go, be sure to call and see what time you should get there as the event time was not yet set prior to this recording. That number is 918-465-2562. That new lodge is something else. You're going there next week.
2: I am. That's going to be fun.
0: Everyone's going to be able to read about it in a couple of months. I am excited. That sounds like a lot of fun, though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Um, I'm glad they're using love sticks and cave. not uh, my traditional... Uh, marshmallow roasting tool, which is an unwound uh, coat <laughs> hanger. I feel like Robber's Cave is one of those state parks. I mean, everybody. I think everybody loves
2: every state park, but like, I feel like Robber's Cave has a really special place in people's hearts in oh,
0: Absolutely.
2: Like, it's such a good place. What do you got? Uh, Carly? Oh, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> My event is Carly. I'm, like, trying to direct and forgetting I'm not the director. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> That's okay, but we don't want to skip me because I have a good question for the she room. Does. Uh does. Is there a toy that you all wanted desperately as a child but never received? Oh, it doesn't have to be a toy. Any, any gift that you really coveted.
0: I wanted Nirvana. Nevermind on CD but my parents took a look at the uh, (laughs) advisory label and also the Naked picture. baby Yeah uh-huh. and, we're, and we're like uh, Here's Queen's Greatest Hits
1: Well Well I mean, mean At least they gave you Something good in return Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, not like, like they you gave God. you
0: John Cicada <laughs> Oh no they also, Cicada Cicada Whatever. They also gave me uh, The soundtrack to the uh, <laughs> Film <laughs> Honeymoon in Vegas With with <laughs> Elvis covers By all of your favorite Country stars of 1992 That's I that remember that
2: loud. That's was, not bad a, There was like a Katie Lang was on there Maybe I think. Anyway. That was a... Okay, whatever. Well. Weird.
5: I I can think of one. uh, When Toy Story came out, I really wanted a Mr. Potato Head, Mm -hmm. and this was Mm. uh, the one year where you could not get a Mr. Potato Head. (laughs) Literally, the one year. Uh, My grandfather looked all over for a Mr. Potato Head to give to me, uh, and could only find a felt version, like a felt Potato Head, and uh, which was great. I, if I was older, I would have been very. uh, It would have warmed my heart to see that that he made that gesture. But as a kid. I just wanted the plastic one like in the movie yeah, so yeah, I was yeah. kind of okay. bummed out about it. it
4: makes sense it makes sense uh, I, I my mom kind of strung me along with the robot horse thing. She never made me a robot horse. But um, also Jem, I really wanted mm-hmm. the gem doll from Jem and the holograms when I was really little with the light up earrings and instead I got like a generic version and she was like two feet taller than all the other Barbies and looked like just kind of a like a Neanderthal. Jim. So.
0: He's truly outrageous. Yeah, I am.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was not what I had in mind. So. Mm. This
2: is why the Misfit songs were so bitter.
1: <laughs> what about you, Nathan? Did you have anything? I've been, like,
2: racking my brain trying to think of something. And the truth is, I don't. Like, I don't remember. I, the closest that I could come is I remember um, one Christmas, I loved Transformers. And when the Transformers movie come out, came come out, oh, my oh, gosh, yeah. hi, I am... I am a I am a redneck. Uh, when the Transformers like animated film came out in the eighties, um, the new leader of the Transformers was Rodimus Prime. Remember? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I actually did get that for Christmas, and like literally, <laughs> that'd be a good name. I know, child. right? Like the <laughs> um, oh god, I, you just know there's somebody out there who named their kid that. Um, <laughs> but uh, literally, like the first day we got back to school, we were on the bus. My brother uh-huh. broke it. Oh, like. Yeah, which is kind of worse. Like, he really... I love my brother very much, but he really, when we were kids, took a lot of joy in breaking my stuff, Mm -hmm. as a younger brother will do. And that was probably the most heartbreaking example. Like, and, like, my parents' reaction every time was like, well, easy come, easy go. Like... (laughs) So, that, I didn't, like, I don't know. I don't have any memories of, like, wanting, like, just really craving something and not getting it, but that's that's almost worse to me. Because mm-hmm. I was, it was in my hands. I had
1: it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I never received a Teddy Ruxpin. I <sighs> desperately <sighs> wanted a Teddy Ruxpin. Um, I've always loved stuffed animals. I still do. I just don't have as many um, now, but um, I also always kind of dreamed of having somebody to read me bedtime stories at night. So, <sighs> oh, <Aww. Carly. laughs> for all of those Teddy Ruxpin heads out there who missed out, there's one event in Jenks that might just sate your hunger for animatronic affection. At Kringle's Christmas Land, you can see dozens of life-sized, hand-painted animated displays spanning the 1940s to the 1990s that will tell heartwarming holiday tales. There's also some Victoria Victorian era Christmas nods during the event, though I'm not sure what how those fit in with robots, but it still sounds like fun. Uh, anyway, maybe a few of us can at least work out some childhood trauma while drinking hot <laughs> chocolate, and it lasts until December 31st, so you can go back as many times as it takes. Call 918-859-9072 <laughs> for more information. That sounds like fun. I want to go. It's like you a, go steam, there, a steampunk
4: Christmas. Yeah. Go get your Christmas stories.
1: I will. Yeah. <laughs>
2: now I want to like return what I got you for Christmas and get you a Teddy Ruxpin, but I don't think, <laughs> uh,
1: I don't think it would have the quite the magic yeah. now that it would have. Yeah. when yeah. I feel like that's something you
0: gotta a, got Bluetooth it and everything. Yeah, like, yeah Teddy Ruxpin
4: had kind of an annoying voice. <gasps>
1: Well, kids I still like w- I still kids, kids like annoying sounding things. That so is, it works. man,
2: that sure <laughs> is true. Eighties Betrayer. Was there a gift, really quickly? Sorry. Was there a gift that um, you got, and it was like, oh my god, life is good, and I am loved. Because mm-hmm. when I was 11, my parents got me every Calvin and Hobbes book Whoa. Wow, that was in print at the sweet. time. And, like, to this day, like, I'm not kidding. Like, there have been days when I'm having a bad day, and I, I like, think about that
4: oh. to make me feel better. Uh, Barbie cars. Like, okay. the Ferrari, there the minivan, yep. uh, and she Raw's horse. Yeah, see, see. I, I was all yeah. about
1: the dolls and the, their accessories. Yeah. I always wanted the Home Alone voice recorder that he had, oh, you know. Yeah. Um, oh, my and sister I felt, had that. Yeah, I felt great. I felt very love for that. That first day, until I realized that it was absolutely nothing like the recorder from yeah. the movie. Uh-huh. And I was like, "But that wasn't on my parents. That was on the people." Somebody, who made that. <laughs>
4: somebody should no, have they sued had us on behalf the, of children. They they really was lame. It was like was a That was really misleading.
2: That's like thing. the opposite of "Tickle Me Elmo." What about you guys?
5: Uh, let's see. Uh, well, for me, probably when uh, we got our first gateway computer.
4: <laughs> oh again. yeah, an exciting day! That was oh, what yeah. we got at our house for mm-hmm. our first computer.
5: Yep. And I made like powerpoints for fun. <laughs> did it have the Did it have the cow box? Oh yeah, the uh, cow box. The cow box. Mm-hmm. Nostalgia there. Yup. Yep. Uh,
0: really dating myself here, but uh, the the original Nintendo Entertainment System. That's a good one. That was. Do you know? Yeah. Oh man, the Super yeah. Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. Dude, we were playing the original Legend Legend of Zelda
2: Zelda at my house this weekend. Like, yeah, it's still great. It's It's still great. That music is stuck in your head, too. That's a good one, (laughs) man. Yeah, I like that. All right, sorry to hijack. No, no, no. no, I love talking
0: about presents at Christmas.
1: What's your event, Greg?
0: Uh, Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Great seg, Carly. Uh, (laughs) The Philbrook Museum of Art is already a feast for the eyes. Go in August or March or November, it doesn't matter. You're going to see some art that moves you in a building that's perfectly suited to the introspection that art requires. But during this month, all the way through Christmas Eve, visitors will be able to enjoy the Philbrook Festival with thousands of holiday lights, music, make and take art projects, Coco, some guy in a red velvet suit who will let you sit on his lap, and more. Tickets are... That's Santa, by the way. It's not, not just some random... It's not me in a but velvet suit. not the suit. Santa
2: you're thinking. <laughs>
0: uh. Tickets are $8 for members, $18 for non-members, which, I mean, become a member. Yeah. And uh, the make and take activity is an extra $5. Visit philbrook.org for more info.
2: Their holiday lights are insane, too. They're yes. so They're worth going just by themselves.
0: That whole place is it's, so great. Yeah, it's, uh, I can't imagine I, a, a, a better place to go and, like, soak up the holiday spirit. I can't either. Yeah. Good one. I mean, Santa's workshop. <laughs> uh, and the sounds of our parents uh, cursing us for not loving their I gifts know. enough means that this episode of the Oklahoma Today podcast Sorry. is coming to a close. That's join why us. I wanted to introduce that question because yes. I was like, let's
2: redeem, let's get our parents loving <laughs> yeah, us again right.
0: before we go away oh, from the Oh, let's not pretend like that's going to be enough. Uh, join <laughs> us again next week. If you can't get enough, you can head to oklamatoday.com and pick up our latest issue on newsstands right now. Send your feedback to OKTPod at travelok com and we will talk to you again next week the oklahoma today podcast is a production of oklahoma today magazine and oklahoma tours and recreation department your hosts are oklahoma today editors nathan gunner greg elwell carly barra megan rossman and ben lucian theme song editing and production held by oklahoma today's production manager bridget sloan for more information visit oklahoma
1: merry christmas and happy
4: hanukkah and happy new year
0: <clears throat> that too uh woof.